You're listening to The Quoted Podcast Season 11. I'm your host, Ella, and this season we're talking about all kinds of different subjects. So tune in every Thursday to hear me talk about a different topic with a different guest. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Quoted Podcast. For this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about why we shouldn't have pride with my friend Meredith. But first, let me just share some background. So according to Google, the Pride movement started in 1970. But I feel like it really wasn't that big until 2020 or 2021. At least I didn't know about it until then. And now there are all kinds of Pride representation all around us. From TV shows to books and even influencers, what people call diverse representation is shown. The acronym LGBTQ plus stands for many different things, but one thing it does not stand for is God. Now, God stands for love, and he certainly never abandons his children regardless of what they believe. But never once did God say in the Bible, I'm giving you the option to choose your gender. In Genesis, God created man and woman. He didn't create a man who could be a woman or a woman who could be a man. He created man and woman. Meredith actually found a Bible verse in Genesis that basically shows that. So in Genesis 1 um, verse 27, it, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Um, God is very clear that there are two genders, male and female. And... I forgot what I was going to say. And... So many people agree with the Pride movement today, and so many people continuously say, oh, I support anyone who's transgender, anyone who's gay, and anyone who just feels like they shouldn't have a gender at all. I hate the people who think that it's wrong to have more than one gender, that it's wrong to be who you want to be. Quote, quotes. That was a quote. That's an argument I see a lot from people who are strongly for anyone in the pride community because god and some people say god created people to be themselves right so just let them be themselves wow it's just it's just so sad when i see people twist god's word and try to make it make more sense so meredith has some things to add to this and then we're going to kind of go back and forth and just talk about different things so something that ella just said was that people like to twist god's word and make it into what they want it to be and so actually um one day we were visiting a church in dallas because we visit dallas a lot with my sister's soccer um so we were in dallas and we visited this new church and they were having a sermon on basically twisting god's word and how to how to read god's word like the way he intended it to be interpreted so how to how to understand the bible in a sense um but Basically, he as a joke, he kind of um, the pastor like taught us how to how to like interpret the Bible to what we want. And he was like, first, you have to take a verse out of context and then you have to go look at like the Hebrew meaning, what it means in Hebrew. And then you get to like look at all the different meanings for these random words and get to like shape it and like twist it into exactly what you want it to say. And he said a lot of people actually do this, especially especially for like for this specific movement they'll twist what god says in the bible 
into some things like God hates gay people, which is not true, or things like um, gay being homosexual is actually okay, which is also not true. So they like to twist what God says into what they want to want it to say. So another thing I wanted to say was that a, the the this entire movement with transgender and um, homosexuality and all the things associated with pride is like almost like a search for these people to try to find who they are and like learning how to be themselves basically so i mean i do believe that this is important but how can we be who we are if we have changed a fundamental part of us of how god created us to be god made each of us male and female for a reason changing that or supporting that change is basically saying that god made a mistake and saying that you know better than god which god never makes mistakes so how could that be true so I just wanted to share this video that I actually found on Instagram that just kind of shed lights sheds light on something that I never really thought about very much when it comes to like trans people and stuff. So I'm going to play this video for you guys and then we're going to talk about it community for 16 years i was okay i just finished reading better i was in the lgbt community for 16 years i was planning to have breast removal surgery i had been taking testosterone for two years i'm still depressed i'm still suicidal i'm still struggling i started looking for answers i need something because something in my soul is missing i was working out at the gym at the time and this girl she asked me to go to church with her and i remember saying no you know god doesn't want somebody like me in the church i don't belong there and i encountered god for the first time ever and all of a sudden god speaks to me and gives me a vision there was a man and a woman on one side and then on the other side there was a man and a man and a woman and a woman the man and the woman had babies it was like glowing really bright and it was like generations went down the line and then on the other side the man and the man and the woman and the woman there was a red line under their feet and it was black because you you can't recreate life that way god speaks to me and he says i made man and woman so you could recreate and share the good news of my son jesus christ and the devil is wiping out entire family bloodlines and generations of people that i intended to be born will not exist for my glory wow i've been really selfish my whole life everything in my life was based on my feelings so i was wrong the next day, I went to church and I got set free of the demonic spirit of Jezebel. And I didn't know anything about demons. I didn't know there was a spirit behind homosexuality. I didn't know there was demons behind um, false identities. And I know now that James Harley, which was the name that I went by, James was a false identity. That was never who I was. But the devil stole my identity from a very young age. And that's why I believed I was born that way. It's the love of God that changed my life. People can call themselves part of the pride community and say that they're a Christian, but no one can really be a Christian unless they know what God stands for. And I keep I keep seeing so many people that are trans that say they're Christians also. But how, like Meredith mentioned earlier, how can you be a Christian if you're changing yourself and not being who he created you to be. So there's this actor named Kai Shapley who is actually actually appears in the Babysitter's Club show on one of the episodes which which 
Meredith is going to describe. So in the episode, um, one of the children that um, they are babysitting, um, she is actually used to be a boy, but at a very young age, she had, um, she was, she did the surgery, she did all the things and she became a girl. So um, in the episode, um, something happens and what's her name? Marianne has to take her to the hospital and she stands up for this kid. And the whole episode is about how to like stand up for these, for like transgender and all these people and to like accept them. And which is from a non-Christian standpoint, a very like sweet and good thing. So oh my gosh, yes, we should be more accepting, but it also kind of brain brainwashes children almost. And the fact that a child of that age was allowed to make a huge decision about their life, that that was really impactful for me. So Ella has a clip about the actual actor mm-hmm. who also is transgender, just like her character. So, so I'm going to play a clip that Kai, from Kai Shapley's speech on Good Morning America. It has to do with um, testifying before Texas lawmakers about this proposal to ban trans youth from accessing gender-affirming care. And this is from two years ago, but I'm just going to play a clip of something he said. God made me. God loves me for who I am, and God does not make mistakes. You should be careful how you treat the least of these. Please just listen to me, hear me, try to educate yourselves, try to understand everybody. My mom has been giving every. So we're going to mention this a lot, I know, but he says that Kai says that God doesn't make mistakes, but yet by being someone that he isn't, he's basically saying that God is making a mistake. By changing his gender and choosing to do that at three years old, mind you, that is admitting God made a mistake. It's saying that the gender that God made you when you were born is not the right gender. So how can you say that God didn't make a mistake when you change something fun like that's so fundamental about yourself because you feel like your feelings are not above god what god says and what god knows what's best for you god made that that child a boy for a reason Mm -hmm. and he went and changed it because at a young age he felt like it was wrong and in the video that I played a few minutes prior, you heard um, that kid talking about a vision and God telling her that many generations of people are not going to be born because of this whole dating someone of the same sex thing. Because of selfish um, decisions you made for yourself based off of what you wanted to do all imagine how much is lost because of it yeah and I'll, i also can bring this up with abortion too that's for another episode but like what if someone that's supposed to cure cancer was supposed to be born 
to someone who is now gay and not able to produce ba- in Leviticus, it has a lot of rules, a lot of like if you do this, that, and the other, you will be put to death and stuff like that. It's a pretty hard to read chapter, but in Leviticus, um, verse or chapter twenty, verse thirteen, it says, "If a man has sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads." So. Lots of arguments against this particular verse say that in Leviticus, it also says you can't wear clothing woven of two kinds of material and you can't like plant your field with two kinds of seed. You can't do this, that and the other. And they're all like petty, weird things that we really don't have to follow today because of what Jesus has done for us. But there's certain parts of Leviticus, like this one, for instance, that are also mentioned in other parts of the Bible um, as sins. And the Bible, I believe, is very clear about whether homosexuality is a sin or not. I mean, it clearly says that they are to be put to death and they have done what is detestable. So it also says um, these things, I believe, in Deuteronomy. Also in this particular chapter, it also lists um, many other punishments, especially for sexual sins. Um, like committing adultery and stuff like that, things that Christians admit is a sin, like having sex before marriage, that is a sin, and that is not okay. But that is more accepted than this particular verse. Um, In Genesis, another part of the Bible where it says that homosexuality is a sin, um, it's in um, chapter 19, it's the story of um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Just before that, there's a um, Abraham pleads for Sodom. He asks God to, if if he would spare the city. If there were fifty righteous people, then he lessens the number and finds that God will spare the righteous. So that's pretty cool. But then in verse in chapter nineteen, um, two angels arrive at Lot's house. Um, Lot is one of the few righteous people in um, Sodom and Gomorrah, that area. Um, So these two angels arrive to Lot as men, and he invites them into his house. And at one point, um, the other men of the city, all of the men, it says, come to meet him. And they even go as far to say, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out so we can have sex with them, which was, you know, kind of shocking to read. But then Lot says, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. It's even with what Lot says here, you can tell it is a sin. And then shortly after, after Lot and his daughters um, get out of the city, God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah because Mm -hmm. of their sins. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of people like to argue that it wasn't because of this like homosexuality thing. Um, it was because of inhospitality or some other things. And while there were lots of sins that were within this um, community, like lots of reasons why God could have done it, this was the only one that is clearly mentioned or one of the only ones that is clearly mentioned within this chapter. So it is definitely one of the biggest points and one of the biggest reasons um, God did choose to destroy the city. So homosexuality 
is a sin, as it's clearly said in the Bible. But many people like to twist these verses, take them out of context, twist them, just make it look like God is the bad guy or like God never actually said. And, you know, admittedly, he never said LGBTQ plus in the Bible. Wow. Um, But he did say many things about a man shall not sleep with another man. Couldn't find that verse, but I know it exists. (laughs) So... What do you have to say? It does exist. <laughs> I, I just can't find it. It's in like Deuteronomy. Maybe. Okay, it's somewhere. And it I also wanted to mention Dylan Mulvaney. The other day, I came across a YouTube video from Drew, Drew Barrymore's channel. Now, I know absolutely nothing about Drew Barrymore except for the fact that she's famous. But she had this guy named Dylan Mulvaney on the Drew Barrymore show. And Dylan is actually trans. And the things he said in this video just disturbed me. What he said disturbed me because he sounded so sure of himself talking about receiving hate about being trans and everything that he does. He talked about how he knows who he is and doesn't want to let anyone else's opinions faze him. When in reality, it just sounds like he's strayed far from knowing who he is because he isn't a girl no matter how hard he tries to be. And someone can look like someone they're not as much as they want. But no matter how hard they try, they're always going to be who they were created to be. So I just wanted to play what he said on this Good Morning America little short two-minute video from a year ago. So I just wanted to play what he said so you can just hear his process. I mean, his thought process. Day one of being a girl, and I have already cried three times. I wrote a scathing email that I did not send. I ordered dresses online that I couldn't afford. And then uh, when someone asked me how I was, I said, I'm fine. But the day today really was. And so I was like, you know what, Dylan, why why don't we take people along to show the day-to-day and these, these experiences that I think a lot of people don't really think about that trans people have to go through. Day 12 of being a girl, and I just picked up some tampons. And y'all are probably thinking, Dylan... Where are you going to put those? They're not for me. But this last weekend, I was in the restroom and the girl in the stall. Okay, right here, I'm not going to play all that. But he's talking about how he was bringing period products to a girl's bathroom because a girl asked him for period products. Now, can we just, just mention really quickly, I do not think it's safe at all for trans people to be able to go in whatever bathroom they want to go in because I personally would not want to be in the bathroom with a man. Yeah, that's definitely an easy way for predators because you can just act like you're trans and be able to just go into whatever bathroom you want and do what you want. And they can't deny you that or else they're like, they're not supportive or, oh my gosh, they're like anti-gay or anti-whatever the things are. Then they're like against you, and I mean it's it's really messed up and confusing now. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm gonna play a little bit more of this video, also, so you can just hear some more because he said something else that I just wanted to share. Corinthians. <laughs> My mom and I said, "Mom, I'm a girl in a boy's body. Help!" And she said, "God doesn't make mistakes." This was when he was like three years old. Just so you know. 
So I sort of just, because I am such a positive person, you know, just sort of made the best of my life that I could. These videos could potentially help other people. It selfishly felt like it was for myself. And now being trans is that everyone gets to see that there is no doubt 100% something authentic about you because we have had to go through experiences that have been so vulnerable, so um, scary and come out on the other side as this new person that is undeniably okay the way he just throws around the word authentic is just kind of like in this video you can't see it i know but he's wearing like a dress and he looks like a boy wearing a girl's outfit like no matter how hard people try to look like some someone they're not the less they look like someone they're not i i do agree with that i did finally find the verse that i've been looking for it's 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. It says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral nor adult. So it lists homosexuality as one of the sins that will prevent people from going to heaven and entering the kingdom of God. The Bible, it says it in the Old Testament, it says it in the New Testament. So these are teachings based off of the ones from Jesus. The Bible agrees that homosexuality is a sin. And I know there are a lot of people that are trans and don't believe in God and just believe in whatever they want to believe in and stuff. Evidence for why we don't agree with this. I just, I see so many comments that just like shun Christians and like make them sound like they're always wrong. It's like the people that don't agree with the whole LGBTQ thing are wrong. When really as Christians and just as people who don't agree with that, they're, we're just trying to tell the truth and be honest. It's about the revo the revolution, um, Jesus revolution, awakening sort of in like the 1960s, when, whenever the hippies were around. Lots of the churches had turned away hippies because they were different and they were weird and they weren't traditional. And I believe that this is also seen in how the church today has handled um, LGBTQ. They have turned away these people and cast them out of churches and they haven't loved them well. We can't get people to change their minds. We can't get them to listen to us if we cast them out and don't love them like God has called us to do. So no, we don't have to support them. No, we don't have to agree with them, but we have to love them. A lot of people like translate what is said in the bible and what people in church say and what we say as god hates gay people or god doesn't love us or we're wrong and we hate them or stuff like that but that's not the case we can be friends and not agree the same things i think people have lost touch with how to properly like you know talk to each other and convince each other of things we agree with we can't just walk up to a random person on the street that we see is doing something wrong and like you know start telling them no you're wrong you have to do this these verses say this that and the other and give them the truth but it won't be received well unless we have a relationship with them that is built out of love first just as jesus has modeled jesus didn't go 
Jesus like dined with the sinners. He made them feel welcome. And then when they, he, he showed them what they were doing wrong and how to get better. He didn't just like go out and be like, you're doing wrong and you're doing this. Like many of the Pharisees did. In last week's podcast episode, I was talking a little bit about Demi Lovato because she started out growing up as a Christian, but then recently she has been, she's been, I found a clip on YouTube from Apple Music's podcast, and I wanted to share something that Demi and the interviewer talked about. So we're going to, we're going to hear what they said now. My faith is, it's, my spirituality is based in energy. I was raised a Christian and I went to this big fancy um, mega church Mm -hmm. and saw a lot of things that I didn't like, felt outcasted. And when I moved to California, um, kept going to church, but then kept hearing things that were not okay because I was figuring myself out. And I'm like, how are you going to tell me who I should and should not love? Yeah. And be attracted to, yeah. and um, and so, and that's where it falls apart. Because the principle of religion is actually a beautiful thing. It's community yeah. driven. The idea is to find solace and to find comfort in the arms of others, and not just yourself, to help you through tough times. Yeah. The problem is, is that the framework gets more and more rigid mm-hmm. because it appeals to money, right, and business, right, and it just pushes people with big hearts out of yeah. the room. Yeah, and when I found out that the owner of the church or the pastor of the church bought... Okay, so mostly in this snippet of the podcast, Demi's talking about, like, why she left the church. And a lot of the times people go, they stop being Christians because of the churches that they go to. Ella and I, we go, um, it's not a very big church, but it is growing. And I've always liked that about it. I've been um, with this particular church since it was planted when I was about, like, five years old um so it's been a long time but the thing i most love about this church is that um i mean people always say how welcome they feel there and how like there's just a sense that jesus is present within the church and like you look at the people small group um our little church group that we do on wednesday nights one of the the guys there he's um, his mom finally came to the church and she came back and she was like, those people are so friendly there. And, um, the message really spoke to her and I was, I was very happy for her, but I just, I mean, I hate hearing about how people don't feel welcome in their church because that is not supposed, it's these, what the church, many of churches are relying heavily on, like, are teaching today is because it's run by humans and humans are sinful no church is completely perfect but i hate hearing how people have left because of because they didn't feel like they belonged it's because the church failed them even though they're sinners because we're all sinners we all screw up sometimes and we can't expect everyone to be perfect actually another thing i heard my mom was talking to a friend about and her friends in the catholic church and my mom was talking to her about many of the problems and like the struggles that um, her friends have been having. And she was her friends, her friend on the phone said, well, we don't have those kind of problems at my church. And my mom just kind of kind of looked at me and like smiled. 
And later she told me, they have those problems in her church. They just don't talk about those problems. What people forget is that church is not a place for you to go and show people how great you can be. Church is a place for you to go, ask for forgiveness, and you know, experience fellowship and love within the church. You can experience, I wish people, the church would act as it was designed to act. Not as a place for the elite, a place for the sinners and a place for the sick and the hurting, a place where people can talk about how they, how they're doing and not hold back, hold back the parts that they feel would be too much for Jesus to forgive. Because nothing's too much for him to forgive. Church is supposed to be a place you go to, to just worship God and just really just be in his presence with other people that believe in him too. But you can't let what humans say change that. It's important to know what is right because you can't let what humans say about God's word change your view on God. We don't have all the answers and we don't know everything about him. and Not everything someone says can be right, but it's important to know what is right. And what God wants you to do. Yes. So basically, reading the Bible and taking time to unpack the verses is important. <laughs> it's important to read the Bible on your own time. It's very important. And it's also important to have fellowship with the church, within the church, and with other people, Christians, that you can talk to and who you can um, who can help you um, learn how to like turn to God and like coach you back in life. Not all churches offer this, which is why many people like Demi, that's why people like her end up turning away from the church because they didn't find that fellowship. They didn't feel Jesus's presence and love. Because they were so focused on what the people were doing and they weren't, they weren't paying attention to what God was doing. And associated with the rainbow. And I mean, I'm sure all of you have noticed all of the rainbow flags hanging from places, all of the yay pride or whatever, all the commercials on TV, especially Disney Channel. And I've even seen one on Nick Jr., which was odd. Um, all these commercials are celebrating pride, especially now because June has been dubbed Pride Month, which um, is really unfortunate. My birthday's in June, and I like it to be because it's sad that now it's like month for gay people. <laughs> it's like, no, it's my birthday month. I was watching little Instagram, which of course now I cannot find it. It has just appeared off the face of the earth. But a girl voiced her concerns about an entire month being dedicated to one of the seven deadly sins. A sin that God several times in the Bible says that it, it is not okay. It, it, is, it is a sin. Um, in Proverbs 16, 5, it says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Um, and then again, in verse 18 of the same chapter, it says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. The Bible is very clear that pride is not okay, and God hates pride. And I was reading more into this, and um, a definition of pride, according to the Bible, is elevating one's opinions and thoughts above God's authoritative word. Its synonyms or similar words are conceit and arrogance. These are not good words. <laughs> it's basically saying that you, that a person thinks that they know better than God. It's, it would enable those people to 
say that, yeah, God made a mistake. He made me a man and I'm supposed to be a woman or something. Or, But really, that's just sin talking and trying to tell you that you were someone other than who you were created to be. That's actually in in the in Genesis when Eve is getting tempted by Satan, um, God says snake says that God doesn't want us to know more than him and that if Eve eats this fruit, which God has expressly forbade her from doing, then she will know better than God, which is and then when Eden when Eve agrees to this, it's her pride saying that yes, she is better than God. She should be able to do that in turn gets her to do the sin which pride is is a sin in and of itself but it's also a way that the enemy gets us to fall deeper into that sin thinking that yeah we deserve it yeah it's we know better than god that our opinions and thoughts are above what it what it even says in the bible so i think it's absolutely insane that an entire month has been dedicated to a sin and then there's the whole targeting children thing, because if you go to Target right now, then you will probably see a lot of very weird bathing suits and even children's books. Like at Barnes & Noble, on the way to the checkout, I noticed that they had a book called The ABCs. You know, The ABCs is like a children's book. Yeah, they're trying to target it towards this whole gay thing. Like, I should probably look at that the next time I go, just so I can talk about what it says in there about the gay BCs. Because what even is that, to be honest? But if you go to Target, you will see a lot of weird things targeted towards children. Honestly, I think the devil is just coming for the children right now, too. He's coming for everyone, but... The devil seeks to destroy family and destroy all of what is good. So now we see, you know, gay couples and stuff that can't have children. We see children who are being taught these things, targeting the ones who all throughout history have had the most innocent faith in God and what we have most admired. It's basically destroying their innocence, making um, commercials and disguising them as cute, sweet things. Like on Disney Channel, there's the Pride commercial, and I in a hotel once we were watching Disney Channel, and um, the Pride commercial came up, and I didn't even know it was Pride. I'm just watching these little color drop ones bounce across the screen, and I'm like super engaged, and then it fills up a heart and says Happy Pride, and I was very disappointed because it was a cute commercial, but it was a Pride commercial, so they're disguising the this terrible thing as something that isn't so terrible. Main symbol for pride is the rainbow, and it's typically like a rainbow heart or a rainbow flag that incorporates um, even more colors, you know, with the pink and the brown and stuff. I think, I mean, first, when I first heard of this, I felt like betrayed because like now I can't even use a rainbow without like people looking at me like, why are you using a rainbow? (laughs) But, um... Now I look at it as God made a promise to us when he sent the flood. He And the rainbow was a symbol of that promise. The rainbow has been a symbol of God's covenant. And my mom would say every time you see a rainbow, it's a reminder that um, God keeps his promises. And I realize now 
that because I saw a shirt actually a girl was wearing a shirt and it said taking back the rainbow and it had like bible verses on her shirt and it was really cute and I told my mom about it and she said we never lost the rainbow the rainbow the rainbow is still God's the rainbow is still God's he has never lost it it is still his it is still a symbol of his covenant his promise it is not oh my gosh it's a rainbow that stands for gay people it's a rainbow it stands for God's promise it stands for God's love and it's a beautiful thing of nature that God has created specifically for us we've twisted it we've taken it and like crumpled it up and thrown it out as whatever this is but (laughs) but but it's still the same beautiful promise that it was so i agree taking back the rainbow from what people have done to it but we never really lost it editing ella here to add on so i was just watching a youtube video from tyler Oliveira on yeah on youtube and he posted a video called i investigated the city that made being gay illegal and he he started off the video just going to a pride parade and talking to the people there about just just asking them different questions about this like flags and stuff and then he went to like a city where like a lot of muslims lived but also where people were hanging pride parade pride flags and stuff so um i just wanted to say that in this video tyler went around and a few of the people he interviewed at the beginning of the video were not wearing like any clothes and the worst part is that they went and asked two police officers if being nude at a pride parade was illegal and they literally said do whatever you want as long as you're not having sex. That that's what the police officer said. And then he interviewed a woman that had about three children with her at the Pride Parade. And I'm going to share what this woman said. So this this is just listen, okay? Why did you bring the children to the festival today? You know, we teach them that you can have a mom and a dad like we are or you can have two dads or two moms and that those are all family so would you allow your child to transition yeah i would support them if my child was trans and we you know went through all of the steps and the support and everything that ultimately i would want them to be able to live as their authentic selves every preschool we applied to in san francisco asked what his preferred pronouns are and we felt like honestly like he's he had wasn't even three at the time yeah i think that gender is a spectrum so this woman just said that if her child was trans she would absolutely approve that and just remember that this woman is at a pride parade with three three or two or three small children that probably aren't even five yet this is honestly just a really hard time for children to be growing up in the world because young children are still learning a child's brain continues to develop as they grow up and when children are young they depend on their parents for many things like just like children depend on their parents to feed them when they're little to change their diapers And what we teach our children at a young age is often what they grow up to believe. And yes, children can change their mind and start believing in different things than their parents as they grow up. But you never know what you you teach your children 
you don't you never know what might stay with them for a long time or be forgotten immediately and i'm going to talk a lot more about how important it is to raise your children right in an abortion episode coming soon but right now I, I just feel really sad after seeing that video because when i look at the world today we are not treating our children right and it is just sad like first off pride parades are no place for children at all they really shouldn't even be a thing in the first place because do you know what people wear at pride parades sometimes they wear nothing sometimes they wear very little I wouldn't even want to go to one of those things, which I'm never going to because why would I want to? But because I I wouldn't want to just I wouldn't want to walk around and see naked people. I think that people are getting a little bit too comfortable in their own skin these days because like back in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were born, they were naked, but they didn't know that they were naked until they ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And as soon as they realized that they weren't wearing any clothes, they covered themselves. We wear clothes for a reason. And I don't believe that on any account that it's okay to walk around without them on. Also, the whole children at Pride Parades things is just not okay on so many other levels. But most of all, what people are teaching their children today today is to just is to change themselves. The woman in that video, again, she said she would be okay with her children transitioning genders if they wanted to. This whole, like, let people be authentic authentic thing has nothing to do with being authentic at all. I was watching another video today where a man got arrested at a pride parade for trying to preach the gospel. He got arrested right after he started saying a Bible verse that was, people think, like, in the video I was watching, was probably 1 Corinthians 14.33. And that verse says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. This verse could not be more true, but it makes me so mad that even police officers who are supposed to keep people safe are arresting the safe people instead of the dangerous ones. In that particular video, the police officer was said to be a Christian, yet he still arrested an innocent man because he started saying that Bible verse, which is just like, you know, the devil was probably infiltrating his brain and guess what that bible verse is a bible verse that i think we all need to hear right now god is not the author of confusion if you're questioning who you are right now and if you're feeling like you shouldn't be who you are that is not from god the devil will twist the truth over and over and over again he will make you think you're not enough that you weren't born to be a boy or born to be a girl he will come after your identity he will come after you over and over and try to convince you that what god says is not true but what god says is true while jesus came to give life the devil came to give death the pride movement is pushing people closer and closer to death closer and closer to questioning who they are to the point where they don't even know who they were born to be anymore Don't let the devil push you over the edge. Don't let him manipulate you and make you feel less than. Don't let him twist God's truth. And don't let him him steal the rainbow. In a world full of lying and deceit, choose love. Choose God. Choose peace. Choose love. Really love. Everlasting love. Because the love the pride movement stands for is not love. I watched a Christian get arrested for sharing God's love. And I watched... All of the LGBTQ plus protesters clap when he got arrested. That is not love. That is hate. You can't love people unless you love them at their worst as much as you love them at their best. You can't love people by bringing them down. The only way you can love someone purely is by showing them who Jesus is. 
and telling them what they're missing. Just like I talked about in a past podcast, Matthew 7, 3-5 says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I'm not going to stand here and let children, God's children fall farther and farther into sin that they can't see what is really happening in front of them. I'm not going to watch someone get hurt and just sit there. I'm going to point out that speck of sawdust in your eye. I'm going to share the gospel and I'm going to let you know what you're missing because you're missing so much if you don't know who Jesus is. You are missing a life free from pain and hurt and negativity. You're missing out on truly living if you don't know who Jesus is. Like the woman at the well in John 4, Jesus offered the woman water that would never run out. She had been going back and forth to the well every time she needed water, and Jesus told her that he could give her everlasting water. She immediately asked him to go back and forth. She immediately asked him to show her that water because she wanted that. She didn't want to have to go back and forth to the well every day when she was thirsty. She wanted to have enough water to last her for days. But God wasn't talking about the water she was thinking of. He was talking about living water. John 4.14 says, But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The water that Jesus has to give us will fill us up. It will show us the right way. Jesus has so much more to give us in the world. He can give us life. He can give us peace. And all the devil is going to do is lead you into a dark, dark hole that you are not, you are going to have a hard time getting out of. He's going to trap you. That's what sin does. It traps you into this hole of making you feel like you're not good enough, like you're not going to make it, like you can't do this. And I know that there's going to be someone who listens to this episode and doesn't agree with anything I say. And if that's you today, I, I just want you to know that your heart has been hardened. Your heart has been hardened just like Pharaoh's if, you're, if you don't agree with anything I'm saying. If you're refusing to listen to the truth of what I have to say, You're probably letting the devil dive deeper and deeper into your thoughts, making you think that everything I say is a lie. Just please take a moment today to ask God to show you the truth. Let him show you what I'm talking about. And listen closely because you must be ready and listening when God speaks to you. And just just please let God's voice break through for you today. Okay, our takeaway from this podcast is that the Bible does expressively say that the LGBTQ plus and the pride movement are sinful. We encourage you to do your own research and read more of what the Bible has to say about this. Like in Romans chapter 1 verse 26 and 27, there's some more things about that. Reading and seeking to truly understand the Bible is very important to our faith and our ability to share our beliefs with others, which is essential to encouraging those people who are misguided to come back to Jesus and really experience his love. Homosexual activists are making inroads in every area of our culture, but we must let love and compassion be our motive rather than fear, anger, or hatred. And we should never hate on someone who says they're part of the pride movement, but we also should not condone what they're doing as right just because of whatever feelings they have. 
Satan likes to make things that go against God's word look innocent and safe, when in reality they are not. So we must stand firm in our beliefs and know that society is going to shape these ideas and opinions that might not be true. We must ask ourselves what Jesus would do and really pay attention to what God lays in our heart. We can't be afraid to say that pride isn't okay, and we need to let people know what God's word says and why he created male and female, giving each person a purpose. God doesn't make mistakes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Quoted Podcast with Meredith. Yes, thank you. And just, yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Should we give them bloopers? I have one blooper. We can give them a few. We're gonna give you a few bloopers. I forgot her last name. I'm not really great at Lovato. I'm not great at keeping up with famous people. Well, coming back to the topic, I forgot about the topic. (laughs) (laughs) The topic.